All right, bro. This is the very first episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I am a Christian bro. I live according to the Bible. I bring glory to the Father by being more like Jesus every day. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is my Christian bro oath. Let's get started. You're listening to the Christian Bro Code Podcast, a discipleship podcast for men dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth with your host, Mario Escobedo. What's up, bro? Hey, bro, what's up? Welcome to the very first episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this very first episode. I expect that there will be many more after this one, and I really hope that you'll be a faithful listener to the Christian Bro Code podcast. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to join the conversation. I don't want this to be me just talking at you or talking to you. I want this to be a conversation, and so I want you to stick around to the end of this podcast, of this episode, and I'm going to tell you how you can do that, how it is that you can be part of the conversation, and the community of the Christian Bro Code podcast. And let me tell you this before we jump into today's topic of the very first episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast. I am recording in the real world. What does that mean? It means that I don't have a professional recording studio. I have a space at home where I'm recording. So that means that from time to time, you might hear dogs barking in the background. You might hear some dishes and pots and all that stuff in the background, kids screaming, all that. All that. Look, I'm recording in the real world. I know that you know what I'm talking about because you're a bro just like I am. I'm a regular bro just like you, and I just have to make do with what I have. So what we're going to do is that if we hear that stuff in the background, we're just going to ignore it, just power on, power through, because that's what Christian bros do, all right? So let me let me set up this, this episode. Let me set up the, the theme, the topic for today's episode. And by the way, as I proceed through the episode, I'm going to be introducing to you some articles of the Christian Bro Code. And uh, in today's topic, I think I'm going to bring out two, maybe three articles of the Christian Bro Code. And so stick around to listen to some of those articles for the Christian Bro Code. But let me start by saying this. When I was 16, around 16, I, I wanted a red 1998 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. I was about 16 years old, and I had my first summer job. And you've got to know that I was convinced that this was God's will. It was God's will for me to have a red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. How how did I know that it was God's will for my life? Very simple. I had my first job. It was at a window tinting shop. My job was pretty much just to keep the place clean. Well, there was a coworker there. His name was Julio, and Julio had a red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. Beautiful thing. Big tires, red, gray racing stripe, uh, racing stripe across the side. Uh, roll bar, KC lights. I know you know what I'm talking about. Inside, gray, uh, gray cloth interior, black leather on the dashboard, all that stuff. And he had a great stereo system in there. It wasn't one of these like the mini trucks that used to be around in the late 80s, early 90s that all you heard was nothing but boom, boom, boom bass. No, stere- this this stereo in Julio's truck was, it, it was nice. It, it was nice. Good, clean sound, nice thumping bass, but still nice, clean sound. And so I fell in love with this truck. 
And at some point, I, be, I became convinced that it was God's will, okay, God's will for me to have that truck or one just like it. And so I asked Julio if he would sell it to me. Of course, he knew that I'd never be able to buy it. So he said, yeah, sure, I'll sell it to you. And so from that point forward, I started praying just as often as I could for that red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck because I knew it was God's will for me to have it. And so when I'd go to church, anytime they'd preach, it really didn't matter what the sermon was about or what the preaching was about. I would be the first one at the altar. It could be a sermon about marriage. And of course, I wasn't married at 16. I didn't care. I was the first one at the altar. And I was praying and I was asking God, God, I know this is your will for my life, so please open the doors, open the floodgates of heaven, and provide the way for me to have this pickup truck. Now, how did I know that it was God's will? Very simple, because of my prayer, all right? Two things in particular that I was praying that convinced me that it was God's will for me to have this red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. The first aspect of my prayer, this is what I, this is what I would tell the Lord, Lord, I know it's your will, because anytime I drive that truck, and I, I drive onto the high school parking lot of my school, I'm going to have the, the stereo really loud. I mean, Lord, that, that has to be why Julio, you moved Julio to put that great stereo system in there. It's for me, right? Because anytime I, anytime I drive onto the parking lot of my high school, that music is going to be loud, and it's going to be nothing but Christian music. And so everybody is going to know that I'm a Christian. And then I would add this on top of that prayer. God, there are some youth from our church who can't come to our Thursday night youth group service. I know it's your will for me to have this truck because I will go pick them up. Now, with prayer like that, with logic like that, you can see how I was convinced that it was God's will for me to have that 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. And as you're listening, you're probably saying, yeah, bro, I can totally feel it. I, I totally feel it, man. Your prayers were sincere. And by the way, my prayers were really sincere. There was no doubt in my mind. They were sincere, sincere pr prayers that I was elevating to God because everyone's going to know I'm a, Christian, I'm a Christian and I'm going to go be able to pick up people to bring to youth group. Well, you might be able to guess that I, I didn't end up getting that red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck. I, something went wrong. Something went wrong with God's will. Somewhere, God or I messed up, and of course, it wasn't God, it was me. Now, many, many years later, I did end up getting a Toyota. It just isn't exactly what I had in mind. In fact, I still have this Toyota. It's a 2005 Toyota Sienna minivan. I've been driving this minivan for 11 years. We recently got a new car, but of course my wife is driving that. I'm stuck with the 11-year-old minivan, which, by the way, raised two girls when they were young, toddlers, which means that that minivan has spills, stains all over the place. And there's there's this smell in that minivan that I have no idea what it is, and I haven't been able to get rid of it. Something went wrong with God's will. I was praying, and I was convinced that I was supposed to have a red 1988 Toyota 4x4 pickup truck, and I ended up with a minivan. And as you're listening, 
you can probably relate to what I'm talking about because I'm sure that there have been times in your life when you were convinced that something that either you wanted or you sensed was right for you or for your family, you felt that it was God's will for you, and it, it didn't turn out the way that you expected or you wanted, and you were left a little bit confused about God's will for your life or about this situation or whatever. Maybe it was a job, maybe it was uh, moving to a new town, buying a house, whatever. But there have probably been times when you've thought one thing about God's will and then something completely different happens. And so here's here's a question or a problem that I want to tackle in this episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast. Figuring out God's will for my life. Is there a better way or should I just keep guessing? Because honestly, sometimes it feels that I'm kind of guessing when it comes to God's will for my life. Now, uh, when I when I say that, here, here's kind of what I mean. If I can give you a visual, figuring out God's will for your life, I've I've often thought of it in this way. It's kind of like trying to hold on to a fish that you just pulled out of the water. It's it's wet, it's slippery, and you can kind of kind you know I, I think I've got it. I think I've got a hold of it, but then it's slippery and it's flipping and floundering all over the place. And sometimes you've got a really good grasp on it, but most of the time you don't. It's just slippery. It's just kind of going all over the place. And and you know sometimes that that can be how God's will for your life may feel. That sometimes you have a really good idea, a really clear direction about what God's will for your life is, but a lot of times it feels like if you're just trying to grasp it somehow and you can't really hold on to it. And I know that as a Christian bro, one of the things that you want is to live your life according to God's will for your life. And so that's why I'm posing that question to you, or that question in this episode, figuring out God's will for my life. Is there a better way, or should I just keep guessing? Because sometimes it does feel like I'm guessing. And before we, or, or as we continue, here's something I want you to know about God's will. God wants you to know His will for you. He's not playing some sort of cosmic guessing game with you, saying, nope, guess again. Nope, guess again. And then having a laugh with the angel saying, can you believe that bro actually thought that that was my will? What a wild guess. What a crazy guess. No, God isn't playing some kind of cosmic guessing game with you when it comes to his will for your life. He wants you to know his will for you. The problem, as I see it, isn't so much with the sender, that is God. It's with us, the, the receivers. God hasn't stopped communicating his will for you or for any one of us, but sometimes it's just that we're not in a place where we can receive that communication. So with, with that, having said that, here's the big idea for this conversation, the conversation of this very first episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast. Here's the big idea that I want you to walk away with after listening to this episode. To figure out God's will for your life, be in a place where you can hear God's voice. I'm going to repeat that. This is the big idea, the one thing I want you to walk away with after having heard this episode. The big idea is to figure out God's will for your life. You got to be in a place where you can hear God's voice. Where am I getting that from? 1 Samuel chapter 3. This is the story of the prophet Samuel, but this is before he became the prophet Samuel as you and I know him, the great prophet to Israel sent by God, the one who anointed the first two kings of Israel. This is before all of that. This is when Samuel was still a little bro. He wasn't a full-grown bro yet. He's still a little bro. But 
in 1 Samuel 3, in that very first episode that we read about Samuel's life, Samuel was doing two things that put him in a place where he could hear God's voice. And remember, if you want to figure out God's will for your life, you have to be in a place where you can hear God's voice. I see in 1 Samuel 3 that Samuel did something, did two things, in fact, that put him in a place where he could hear God's voice. Now, if you remember the story, Samuel's mother, Hannah, made a vow to the Lord that Samuel would serve God for the rest of his days. And now Samuel is there at the temple serving under Eli as the fulfillment to the vow that his mother, Hannah, had made. Now, what's the first thing Samuel did to put himself in a place where he could hear God's voice. The first thing he did, we find out in verse 1, Samuel was serving the Lord. Verse 1 says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. That word ministered, another word for it is served. The boy Samuel served before the Lord under Eli. So if you're having trouble figuring out what God's will for your life is, you need to put yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice. And one of the worst things you can do if you're trying to figure out God's will for your life, one of the worst things you can do is to do nothing, is to go to church and just get there when it starts, sit down, enjoy the service, and leave as soon as it's over and not think about it for the rest of the week. Now, notice how Samuel, and this is before Samuel knew God's will for his life. He he doesn't know at this point that he really was called to be this incredible prophet for the people of Israel. He doesn't know that yet. He hasn't been, that hasn't been revealed to him yet. The Lord hasn't spoken to him yet. And yet, even before he, know God, he knows God's will for his life, he is already serving. And that's, that's key. Because I feel that there are a lot of bros out there who are trying to figure out God's will for their own life or for their family or stuff like that, for their work, their career. But they're so focused on that that they forget that if you're going to figure out God's will for your life, you've got to serve. You've got to be doing something in service to the Lord. Now, listen, I'm going to share with you a Christian Bro Code article right now. It's it's actually article number five of the Christian Bro Code. Christian Bro Code, article number five. Now, this is a personal conviction of mine. My wife and I, we've been living this way for uh, as long as we've been married. But I want to share this with you as a, from one Christian bro to another Christian bro. Christian Bro Code, article number five. A Christian bro serves at the place where he's being spiritually fed. Let me repeat that. Christian Bro Code article number five, a Christian bro serves at the place where he's being spiritually fed. Now listen to me. There's nothing wrong with you serving at your kid's school, volunteering. That's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with you serving at the soup kitchen. There's nothing wrong with you handing out blankets under bridges. There's nothing wrong with you serving at at nonprofit organizations, charitable charitable organizations, Habitat for Human, all those things. All that stuff is awesome. That stuff is great. You should be doing that. That's good stuff. However, uh, it's my personal conviction, and I think I can back this up with Bible, that a Christian bro serves at the place where he's being spiritually fed. In my opinion, I think the the first place you should be serving, the, the place at the very top of your list of where you should be serving is your local church, the place where you are being spiritually fed. Uh, just, just take that, and, and I think I think that's solid advice I think that's a solid article for the Christian bro code. A Christian bro serves at the place where he's being spiritually fed. Now, let me tell you this, that even when you're serving, there may be times where when you're serving, yeah, you're putting yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice, but don't expect everything to be daisies and roses, right? It's not going to be completely easy. The path isn't going to be free of obstacles. And let, let, let me share with you an experience that I had that really made me question 
if I was doing the right thing when it came to God's will for my life. Now, let me set you up for this. Let me set up the, the, the background and the story for this. I had been married for about a year and a half. This was in about 2001. I'd been married for only a year and a half. Our daughter was literally, our firstborn daughter was literally one week old. And we had just moved to Waco, Texas from Fort Worth, Texas, just moved to Waco, Texas, where I was going to start a degree at Baylor University. Now, I mentioned that because I knew that this was God's will for my life because I was doing this to prepare myself even more to serve God. So how couldn't this be God's will for my life? All right. So it's the first day that we get to Waco. My brother-in-law, his name is Tony, he drove up from San Antonio and he helped us move. Thanks. I mean, I, I'm, still, I'm still very thankful to, to Tony for doing that. that. That's a real bro right there. Anyway, we had just unloaded everything from the moving truck at our new place in Waco. Unpacked boxes, all that stuff. And my wife said, hey, we need some ice would you go down to the convenience store and get some ice? So Tony and I get in the car and we head on over to the convenience store, only about three or four blocks from the house where we were living. And we get there, no parking in the front, so we have to park on the side of the convenience store. And we can see behind the convenience store from where we're parked, there's this dumpster there. And in front of the dumpster, there's this guy without a shirt and he's wearing samurai pants. I kid you not no shirt on, wearing samurai pants. Now, if that's not strange enough, the dude was practicing samurai sword moves on the dumpster. He had a real life, as far as I could tell from the distance where I was, he had a samurai sword, and he was practicing his samurai sword moves on the dumpster, and he wasn't going like all crazy or, no, 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 it was very methodical, very strategic, just practicing his samurai sword moves on the dumpster at the convenience store, three blocks from the new house where my wife of a year and a half was and where my one-week-old daughter was. Tony and I just looked at each other. And he, he looks at me and he says, bro, where did you move to? And that thought was running through my mind too. I was like, God, seriously? I mean, I've been married for a year and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm barely becoming a man. You know, it's, it's about that age. You know, I was about uh, 24, 25, where you feel that you're becoming your own man, right? You're, you're kind of breaking the ties with your, with your home, with your parents, and you're, you're becoming, you're becoming your own man. I, I'm a man. I'm providing for my family. I can protect my family. And all of a sudden, here I am in this new town and three blocks from my house. I didn't know where this dude lived. I just knew that three blocks from my house at a convenience store, this guy was practicing samurai sword moves. Believe me, that, moment right there was a moment when I doubted if I was doing the right thing in following God's will. And, and, and I thought I was cool. I thought, I thought things were well because I was doing it because I wanted to serve God. Now, that feeling kind of passed, and something that really helped me be convinced that what I had done was God's will for my life was that we found a church there in Waco, First Spanish Assembly of God Church in Waco. Shout out. We love that church. We love the people of that church. And we just started to serve at that church. We would, you know, I would, I would uh, play the keyboard on the worship team. I taught some classes, young adults, Sunday school classes, and, and we also cleaned the church. I mean, there, we were we were in charge of a of an entire wing of the church, and we vacuumed, we cleaned restrooms, we cleaned chalkboards, all that. So we just we just served, 
And through serving, number one, it confirmed that, yeah, we were doing what God's will was for us at the time. But number two, with time, that gave us clarity as to where God was leading us. And I'm convinced that because we were serving at the place where we were being spiritually fed, that's the reason why we were able to have such clarity as we moved forward as to what God's will for our life and for our family was. So again, Christian bro code, article number five. A Christian bro serves at the place where he's being spiritually fed. If you're having trouble figuring out God's will for your life, start serving. And I would say, start serving at your local church. Now, what's the second thing Samuel did? Well, Samuel pursued God's presence. The first thing was that Samuel served. The second thing is that Samuel pursued God's presence. Look at what verses 2 and 3, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 2 and 3 say. They say this. One night, Eli, this is the high priest under whom Samuel was serving, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, he was lying down in his usual place. Verse 3, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Now look at what look at where Samuel was. He was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. You probably know the ark of God as the ark of the covenant. And for the people of Israel, the Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of God represented God's very presence. The Ark of the Covenant symbolized, and for the people of Israel, I think it's safe to say that it almost embodied, for the people of Israel, it embodied God's very presence. And that's where Samuel was. He was near God's presence. Now check this out. Samuel had been serving all day at the tabernacle. He was doing whatever a little bro does when you're dedicated to serve at the tabernacle. He does that all day, every day. And then when it's time to go to bed, when it's night-night time, like we say with our five-year-old foster daughter, uh, when it's night-night time, Samuel doesn't go like to a bedroom somewhere over there. He goes down, he lies down in the house of the Lord where God's presence is. And I, I have to believe that this wasn't the only time that Samuel did that. I have to believe that Samuel did this, that this was a practice of his, that he was he was in the habit of lying down in the house of the Lord where God's presence was, where God's ark was. Samuel pursued God's presence. If you're having trouble figuring out God's will for your life, let me tell you this, forget about pursuing God's will, just pursue God. There's nothing wrong with pursuing God's will and asking God, hey, show me what your will is, but it can become a dangerous thing when you put pursuing God's will above or in front of just pursuing God. So the right thing to do is to pursue God. And when you do that, you put yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice because you're pursuing God. Of course, when you pursue God's presence, you're going to be in a place where you can hear God's voice. And consequently, you'll be able to hear and determine what God's will for your life is. So here's another Christian Bro Code article. Christian Bro Code article number three. I should hire like an English dude to read these, right? Read the Christian Bro Code articles. Hire my, my neighbor is English. He really is. I wonder if he could give like a good English sound to these articles. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. Christian Bro Code article number three: A Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence. A Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence. Let Let me share with you another uh, another experience that I had. Ironically enough, this took place. 
when we made another move, we've, we've moved a bunch of times in our marriage. This happened when we moved to San Antonio to become pastors of the church where we're on staff now, West Over Hills Español. Uh, this, this happened just like the, th the thing that happened in Waco with the samurai sword guy. That happened on the very first day that we moved to Waco. This experience I'm going to share with you happened on the very first day we moved to San Antonio. Now, understand that when we moved to San Antonio, we did research because we, we knew that this was God's will for us, and we knew that this was our last move, that we wanted to spend the rest of our ministry days at West Over Hills Español. So we did research and we said, we want to find a place to live where we will eventually buy. We, we got here and we rented, and we don't want to be moving school districts and schools and all that stuff. So we did a lot of research. We looked for good schools. We looked for good neighborhoods, something that was still within our budget, but that was good, you know? And we found this place in Northwest San Antonio that we fell in love with, and uh, we, good schools, good neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we move in. And the day that we move in, all of my wife's family is there at the new house with us. Uh, she's the youngest of six siblings, and five of them and her parents live in San Antonio. So everyone was at our house helping us unload. It's the, it's the end of the day. The ladies, my, my wife and her sisters, they go off to buy some food for everybody. And so at the house, it's just me, my two brothers-in-law, Tony and David, and all the kids, all the nieces and nephews and cousins, we're all there at the house. And we're still doing little things at the house. We're up in the second floor of the house. And all of a sudden, we all hear this commotion outside. We run to the window that's facing the street. And we're kind of, it's not a cul-de-sac, but it's a little curve, so we can see two houses down from us. It's, it's almost directly in front of us, kind of like a cul-de-sac, but not really, but we can see two houses down from us. I'm going to have Tony and David come onto the podcast one of these so they can verify everything I'm saying. Two houses down from us. There are like three or four police cars, a SWAT team van, guys in bulletproof vest, vests with assault weapons, shotguns, pistols, bulletproof vests, they just come pouring out of this SWAT team van, and they're about to conduct this raid on the house, two houses over from where we had just moved in. Have two daughters and a wife, little daughters. At that time, they were like 10 and 7. My wife, and it's one of those things that, I, again, I start thinking, did we hear God right? Did, did, did we make the right move? Now, Tony, the bro who was there with me, and Waco, he was there with me again. And almost like instantly, it was like we both remembered the Waco samurai sword guy. And Tony looks at me, and I look at Tony, and Tony's just like shaking his head. And, and I think he told me something like this, bro, you don't know how to pick houses. Something's wrong with you. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, it, it turns out, just as parentheses, it, it turns out that it was a misunderstanding. I ended up talking to the neighbor the next day. Uh, he was freaked out, of course. It was a misunderstanding. They had the wrong guy or had the wrong house. <laughs> that, that, that stinks, right? But the guy, the bro tells me the next day, yeah, man, I'm sitting at home watching TV and I hear this knock on this door, but it's like this forceful knock. And I go, and when I open the door, there's these flashlights shining at me and all these dudes with assault weapons pointed right at me. It ended up being a mistake. They were, they, they, it wasn't him that they were looking for, but can you imagine that situation? Can you imagine being two houses down on the very first day that you moved into a house and you see this? You, you're thinking, did I move in next to a drug dealer? Did I move, what, 
what's happening here? And you can begin to doubt God's, God's will for your life. But this is where I'm saying that a Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence because it's in God's presence that as a bro, you can go and maybe the weakness that you can't show or don't want to show in front of your wife and in front of your daughters, you can show that weakness in God's presence. You can be weak in God's presence. And in fact, the Apostle Paul said in one of his writings that God's strength is perfected in our weakness. And as Christian bros, I know it's not our thing. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to show weakness in front of our kids and in front of our our wife. That's fine. That's cool. That's something that a bro does. But there are times when we do have to show weakness. And the best place for a Christian bro to do that is in God's presence, because it's in God's presence where we're strengthened. It's in God's presence where we're comforted. It's in God's presence where God tells us, hey, don't worry about the SWAT team. I've got everything under control. It's all right. You made the right move. Don't worry. I'm with you. I'm going to continue guiding you. And I I can remember after that moment, I'm thinking, God, we moved to San Antonio to answer the call to pastor. And this is happening. This isn't the right way. This isn't a good way to start off our pastoral career. And I can remember having to get into God's presence and saying, God, you you, you need to strengthen me. You, you You need to reassure me that this is the right thing that we're doing. And I've, I've learned as, as a pastor, just as a Christian bro, the importance of pursuing God's presence. And that's why it's Christian Bro Code article number three. A Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence. When you do that, that's one of the things that you have to do to put yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice. And this is that's the big idea for this episode, to figure out God's will for your voice I'm sorry, to figure out God's will for your life, you have to be in a place where you can hear God's voice. You do that by two things. Christian Bro Code article number five, a Christian bro serves at the place where he's getting spiritually fed. And Christian Bro Code article number three, a Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence. So let me throw that word of encouragement out to you, that word of exhortation, that if you're trying to figure out God's will for your life, and you're having trouble, you're frustrated, you really don't know what direction to take, I would say serve and start by serving at your local church and do what you have to do to pursue God's presence. Read your Bible daily. Have time in prayer. Spend time in worship. Don't don't delegate your worship time just to Sundays or Wednesdays or whenever you're in church. Set apart some time where you have personal and intimate worship time with God, where you don't ask for anything All you do is you worship. You're just in his presence, and all you do is worship. A Christian bro must be serious about pursuing God's presence. And so those are the two things that I see that are necessary to put yourself in a place where you can hear God's voice, and that will result in God revealing his will for your life to you. All right, bro. That's it for this episode. And I really hope this added value to your spiritual growth. And before I sign off, let me share a couple of things with you. Number one, I mentioned to you at the top of the podcast, the top of the episode, that I want you to join the conversation. I don't want this just to be a one-way thing. I want this to be dialogue and conversation. And so the way to join the conversation is to do this. Go to my website, marioescobedo.com, and there's a button there. As soon as you get there, marioscovedo.com, you're going to see the list of all the podcasts. But at the very top of the page or at the very top of the list of podcasts, you're going to see a button that says join the conversation or click here to join the conversation. 
Click on that, and what that does, it takes you to a Facebook group, the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. It's a closed group, so that means that you have to ask to be added to the group, but when you ask to be added, of course, if you're a bro, then I'm going to add you, and that's a space for conversation. If you have any reflections or observations or comments or even questions related to this episode or any future episodes, that's the place to ask them. Don't do it on my personal Facebook profile because that's a very public environment. And and I want this to be sort of a safe place where we can have bro conversations or (laughs) bro-versations, have them there. Uh, You can suggest episodes or themes for upcoming episodes of the Christian Bro Code podcast. You can suggest articles to add to the Christian Bro Code, article number 20, whatever. I will take that information. I'll present it to the Christian Bro Code committee. Yeah, there's a committee. Christian Bro Code Committee. I'll present it to the Christian Bro Code Committee, and then uh, the committee will decide. Right now, the committee is just me, but hey, you know, got to start somewhere. Uh, Decide on that, and then we can move forward from there. So join the conversation. Go to the my website, MarioEscobedo.com. Look for that button that says "Click here to join the conversation" and ask to be added to that Facebook group. Also, join my mailing list. That way, you'll be notified every time I produce a new teaching, a new podcast. I'm going to blog every once in a while. That's not going to be a whole a whole lot of what I do. The main centerpiece of this Christian Bro Code is the podcast. So you can be notified anytime I produce new content. Go to marioescobedo.com forward slash subscribe, or really on any page on my website, there's a button on the top left-hand corner that says subscribe. Click on that, and you can fill out a form. All I need is your first name and your email address, and I promise you one bro to another, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to do anything to annoy you or overwhelm you with uh, emails and all that. No, this is just to notify you anytime I produce new content. If you found this podcast through iTunes or Google Play, uh, then subscribe. That way you're always up to date on new episodes as they come out. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast, know this, that I'm also recording this as video And you can go to the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel and see this exact same thing, like no difference whatsoever. It's the same thing that I'm doing right now. It's just on video. If you're watching on YouTube, then know that this is also a podcast and you can find that on iTunes or on my website, marioescobedo.com. Now, what can you look forward to in upcoming episodes? Several things that we're going to be talking about in upcoming episodes, things like bros and dealing with temptation. That's a huge thing that we that we have to deal with almost on a daily basis. Repeatedly, we deal with that kind of stuff. So that look forward to that on upcoming episodes. There was re, there were some requests to talk about Christians and tattoos. That was on the Facebook group. Some people suggest that. I think that's going to be an awesome episode. I'm going to plan that for some time later because I want to have somebody who I know is a strong Christian, and I already know who the guy is. I know who the bro is. Strong Christian and who has a ton of tattoos. I, I want him to join me in this conversation. Look forward to that in upcoming episodes. Also, the importance of serving other people even when they don't deserve it. That's part of the Christian bro code. All that stuff. You can look forward to all that in upcoming episodes of the Christian Bro Code podcast. And I want to thank you again for being part of this conversation of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. And thank you very much for listening to this first episode. All right, bro. I'll catch you later.